Hello, hello, and welcome to the Live Your Freedom podcast. My name is Tim, and in today's episode of the podcast, I have an amazing chat with Rode Telmec. I think I said his name correctly. Check the description for info on how to reach out to him. But we had a conversation on sales, on the psychology of sales, and on a lot of limiting beliefs and misconceptions that people have about actually selling ethically, selling correctly, and putting themselves out there as a salesperson in a way that has people say, yes, I would like to buy. And you know what? That call felt really, really good. Rode has been in sales for many, many years. He is an online influencer. He works with the company Sales Sniper, and he's done hundreds of thousands of dollars in high ticket and low ticket coaching deals and deals with big players in different spaces selling their offers. Uh, I learned a lot in this podcast and I've learned a lot from Rode in the past couple weeks. I invested into the Sales Sniper program. Rode brought me into that program and the conversation we had was amazing. So if you're a business owner, if you're someone who wants to get better at your communication in terms of how you sell yourself, even not a business owner, but just a person who wants to do that better, this episode is going to be for you. We talked a lot about misconceptions behind why selling appears to be bad in the mainstream, why so many people are afraid to sell, how to actually sell ethically and sell the right way and tell your story when you sell. So this can be used on many, many different levels. This is a truly great conversation. And if you want to reach out to Road, go ahead and find him on Facebook if you want to talk to him about how you can sell better, how you can get involved with what he's doing at Sales Sniper. Go ahead and reach out to him. We put all the resources and links in the description of this podcast, whether you see it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever whatever other platform you listen to podcasts on. Thank you for joining us. And as always, let's cut to the music and, and let's get ready for a great discussion. Road, my man, thank you for joining, brother. Oh, it's a pleasure, Tim. It's a pleasure, brother. Pleasure to connect. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, you are about in the world making changes in people's lives by offering them a program that is going to help them get better at selling what they do. And you are a master at selling that. You offered it to me. I joined the mission. I joined what you guys are about, what Sales Sniper is doing, and I'm learning. I've started looking into the course, and I appreciated the way that you offered it to me. So, you know, I'm happy to have you on here. Pick your brain a little bit more about when it comes to being a good salesman, doing it the right way, doing it ethically, and, and you know, making money at the same time. Um, so really, really a pleasure to have you on here, brother. Oh, oh, it's a pleasure to be here, man. A pleasure to connect with, like, just, just great like-minded people, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um... So talk to me about how'd you get into sales? So I think that there's a lot of, I don't know, misconceptions about salesmen out there. A lot of people identify sales as sleazy. It's the big S word, you know, <laughs> oh, he's a salesman. You know what I mean? And you and I know it doesn't have to be that if you're doing it the right way. But before I get into the the good side, just what was your journey like getting into sales? Is that your background? You studied that in school? How'd you come upon this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great question. Funny enough, I studied finance in school because I, um, mm -hmm. my uncle was an um, investment banker and I thought that's what I wanted to do because he made a lot of money. Um, did one internship and I was like, yeah, this this isn't for me. <laughs> Screw this. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, like, but I, I needed to do something. So funny enough, in college, um, there were these people going around um, promising like these big luxurious like uh, uh packages to start off make all this money um and it was like door-to-door -door sales 
had no clue about sales at all. It was this mm-hmm. health company um, I won't name. And the what was fascinating about it was the even though the pay was terrible because it was all commission based and we had no idea how to sell. The training was literally, all right, guys, um, we have this marketing department that we're hiring for. Um, there's going to be about 30 of you guys um, in a class. So they put this paper, they put this advertisement out in the paper. It's like 80 of us show up and they told us only 30 will be selected. Um, we did a big group interview. Um, that it, that interview was probably on Friday. On Monday, um, like, well, that same Friday, you, you basically, you got a, you went to a room and they told you who got chosen, but they said, don't tell anybody else because they don't want anybody to feel bad. So when I went in the room, they told me I got chosen. So I'm thinking something, um, something magical happened. Fast forward to Monday, I see everybody from the interviews back there. So I'm like, wow. Like, <laughs> that's a, that's a scarcity is... trigger if I ever heard one. <laughs> you got so lucky. I'm like, wow, yeah, wow, okay, cool. But what was fascinating was um, the training was like terrible, right? Mm-hmm. But um, as far as getting us ready to sell, but they made us basically go through all our contacts and all our family members and basically spam them. But every Tuesday, the CEO would come down and basically hold his own separate training. And I lasted in that sales job for maybe about two months. Um, But what I realized was the reason I didn't quit earlier was because I wasn't looking forward to the sales job. It was the Tuesday meeting because it was all like motivational, pump you Mm -hmm. up type stuff. Mm -hmm. But the, the most interesting thing was that CEO was the most, it was like a, it was like a franchise type of thing, but he was number one in the, um, in the industry in that company, mm-hmm. but how he would communicate to us, like he kept selling us the dream and that just fascinated me. And like that led me mm-hmm. down the whole um, pathway of learning how to talk to people to make them want to commit and change. And then like, I mean, through different stumbling blocks, I ended up here and it's like, mm-hmm. here we are. Amazing. Amazing. I, one of the things that I think about sales, which leads to, you know, that big misconception that honestly a lot of business owners have, because I know that when I talk to business owners who are in my community, I'm sure you have people in yours who are, who want to make more money. The first thing I always ask is like, what is your sales process? Like, how do you convert? And there's a big fear behind like, no, no, no. I want to be ethical. You know, I'm not worried about getting so good at sales. You know what I mean? You get that a lot. Yeah. And I think that, I think that a big reason that happens, and I want to hear what you think about this is because the product that they are selling, they're not a hundred percent bought into the life-changing work or life-changing value that it has long-term. And I know the conversation we had where you were going to bring me into what sales sniper does and what you contribute to in your company. I know now that I'm part of it, that it's worth a big long-term transformation. Forever, I'm going to be able to change my business because of this. How important is it that your product and what you offer is actually something that you're bought into when you sell? And how does that contribute to a sales mindset as you've oh, seen? One, yeah, 100%. Um, uh, you kind of touched on it just now. A lot of people that do have that, that, that icky feeling when it comes to sales, a lot of it is because um, 
they may believe that they're doing something they shouldn't be doing, right? Because some people look at sales as like um, a robbery, right? If you look at any any like any like bank robber movie, um, the bank robbers before they go into the bank, they put the mask on, they're sitting in the car. And usually they're a little fidgety or somebody's nervous because what they're about to do is go somewhere and take something and they're going to get value, but they're robbing somebody else. So it feels a certain type of way. And a lot of people that don't enjoy sales, it could possibly be because they feel that it is because they believe that they're robbing somebody, but they're not giving anything back. Now, when you, when you, when you truly believe in what you're selling, really all selling is, is an exchange of value, right? Because you're going to, if you believe and you truly are helping someone, because if you're selling something that's, that's, that's shitty or like, you know, not going to help them, you shouldn't be selling to them. But mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. you know that they have a challenge and you know they have a problem and you have the solution, and you do not do everything possible in your power to help them uh, become aware of that solution, then like that is the icky feeling that I would say is greater than the other because like that's like a doctor, right? A ethical doctor that knows that somebody has an illness, right? That's life-threatening. If you do not do everything in your power to make this person aware of the circumstances that they're facing and what happens if they do not solve that challenge or that circumstance, mm-hmm. then you, you're, in my honest opinion, you are un- unethical. And that's why doctors take that Hippocratical oath because they take mm-hmm. an oath to help people and salespeople, in my mind, is the same way. Mm. I love the, the, the bank robber analogy that's really good i think i might steal that by the way i'm, I'm writing an article it's, it's yours. <laughs> I'll, I'll tag your name at the bottom i'll tag your name at the bottom <laughs> I'll, I'll put you in there man that that's that's interesting and I, and I think that for me in in learning sales in my own journey with this and selling you know what coaches and consultants call high ticket which is what you sell yeah. um i had to learn to wrap my head around the fact that i'm not pulling the wool over anyone's eyes maybe there's blockages that they might have to investing in their own growth right now that i might have to help them navigate through and walk them through to get to the point where they get that, you know, big transformation. But um, getting over that, I think was a big part of my journey. So let me ask you this, man. And this is something I've asked myself multiple times, but have never come up with an answer to you sales sniper in the the course I'm in is probably going to help me get that over the next couple months or weeks. (laughs) But I want to ask you this, and it's, it's a challenging one. What makes you good at sales? And I don't mean just anyone else. Like I'm not asking your advice to business owners you have a, a good sales sales position in this company yeah. where you're selling package and they trust you with a lot and you're pulling it, you're pulling a huge weight on that team. I know you are. So why are you able to do that? Why are you qualified to do that? What makes you for, good at sales? How do you know you're good? Oh, for me, it's um, like, uh, it, it's, it's a little bit of a, um, a mind twister for me. You can brag, um, by the way. Yeah. Uh, well, well, for me, it's it's um, every morning I have like a mantra that I read out. Right. And like one of the mantras, um, a part of it is um, never believe what anyone says about you. Right. 
And for me, why I do that is because it reminds me, and I say this out loud, on your best day, you're never as good as they say you are. And what that does for me is that conditions me to always look to become better. So I'm looking for that 1% improvement every single day. Because what happens is the ego, if you start to believe what the crowd says about you, you start to live for the crowd and you start not doing the things that made you get to where you got in the first place. So Mm. it forces me to constantly improve and protect myself from my ego. And on the other side of that is on your worst day, never believe you're as bad as they say you are. And what that Mm. does is that allows me to basically not beat myself up. And if I don't have a day that doesn't seem as productive in terms of performance, I know that this is just one day. And now, even if someone says I had a terrible performance, it's like a basketball player going to a game. Kobe Bryant didn't make every shot that he shot, but at the same time, he kept shooting. And it's just one game. I still have the next day, God willing, I wake up to go out and improve and practice and reiterate. And for me, that has helped me like continuously improve to my sales process and my sales skills. That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, you you gave the most like politically correct yet honest <laughs> answer. I thought you were gonna flex, be like eighty five percent close rate. You know, now nah, you didn't do it. That no, nah, that yeah. makes sense, man. I think I need some more of that in my own my own business journey. I have a pretty serious kind of question I want to ask you just about yeah, defining doing sales ethically and where that yeah. balances. But before I do that, I just there's a question that one of my friends asked me. I told him I was gonna do a podcast with with you. And yeah. he was like, just throwing this, this thing to ask road, <laughs> you know, the sell me this pen, the sell me this pen. Yeah. I have a toothpick yeah. in my hand right now. I was, had that. <laughs> is there any legitimacy to that? You start, you start a sales company and someone comes on board and they're like, I want to, I want to work for you road. Would you yeah. have them sell you this pen as a metric of how good they are? At sales? Can you sell me a pen? Yeah. Like uh, possibly I could, but that, that's, okay. that sell me a pen. To me, it's like, uh-huh. it's BS. It's something that somebody may have seen somewhere. It's like, yeah. this is the measurement because there's so many different ways to go about it, right? For mm-hmm. me, it feels like life or death. Mm-hmm. The first question that I would ask is, okay, Tim, um, how long have you been in the market for a pen, right? Okay. And now I find out whether or not you even need a pen. Right. Mm, because if mm-hmm. you tell me you've been in the market for a pin for like three years, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And what's prevented you from actually just going with a pin? It's sure. really to me the discovery process. It's like mm-hmm. I'm not gonna sell you something that may not possibly help you. So the whole mm-hmm. sell me a pin, that ties back to our conversation earlier. To me, it feels unethical because it's like, why would I sell you something if I'm not sure? that you even need it, right? Mm-hmm. What I, what I, a better question for me is, let's find out the, let's explore if you're even looking for a pin or if you even need a pin, because you might not know that you need a pin, but let's see what's going on. And that to me is a better philosophy to sell me the pin rather than sell me this do or die or you can't sell. It's like, usually, mm-hmm. usually salespeople who aren't that skilled learn that from salespeople who aren't that skilled. And it's like, <laughs> That's sure. the measurement that they, they they go off of. 
I guess then there's a correlation from that to, to being an ethical salesperson in your business. Yeah. You wouldn't sell someone something that they wouldn't need just to sell it to them to close the deal. Yeah. And, and, and like that goes back to one, um, not, not truly understanding what sales is. Right. Sure. Because um, like, it's fascinating so many business owners right that do not understand sales all right and that they they don't like sales but here's the thing if you're in any business if you have any business you are in the sales business because mm-hmm. sales is the one department of your business the only department of your business that brings in money and brings in revenue so if you do not enjoy sales in your business, then, and you have an uh, aversion towards sales in your business and you have mm-hmm. a disdain for it, then your, your perspective on your business is skewed because it's like, without sales, there is no business. Your mm-hmm. business is the sales business and every single department other than the sales is supporting that because mm-hmm. The marketing, if there's no sales, there is no marketing. Sure, if there's sure. no sales, there's no delivery. Sure. If there's no sales, there is no business at all. So you need to ensure that the sales is rock solid and then everything else supports that. So you can do what your business actually does. Where's the balance then between being someone who is pushy when they need to be. And I think even pushy is probably the wrong word, but who can bring clarity and who can, can move things forward and can see through the bullshit when they need to versus someone who reads, okay, maybe now is not the time. Maybe I do a follow-up. Maybe I just say, you know what, join the Facebook group and we'll chat again another day. Where's that balance then? Let's say you have the product, you know what you do is good. How do you find a balance between pushing versus pulling back? That's that's it's the, that's when it's important to have a very fundamentally strong discovery process, mm. right? Because if, for example, if um, I'm speaking to a a fitness person who mm-hmm. needs health coaching or mm-hmm. is seeking health coaching, right? Um, if they're like 30, 40 pounds overweight and they come to me, and through the discovery process, I identify what the challenges and issues are. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, okay. And I can solve it. And then I offer to solve it um, via our solution. If they tell me that now is not the right time, now it becomes, you're right. The right time was 10 pounds ago, right? Mm-hmm. Now you're mm-hmm. at 30 pounds, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if you continue to put this off and delay this, you're going to come to me when you're at 80 pounds, right? Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. like, for me, I have a moral obligation to help you become aware that your health is of utmost importance. And, like, I have no problem challenging you Mm -hmm. to basically realize that. Now, some people won't realize that and um, they'll 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 push it back because they have habits that are negative that they've learned but in reality it's like i'm i'm not 
afraid to challenge the person's behavior, not them, because they are a more than likely a great person. It's simply they have habits and behaviors that have not served them. Like mm -hmm. if you if you're 30 pounds overweight, you don't need to lose weight. You need to learn better habits, right? If you if you need better habits around food and nutrition, if you're somebody that's like, if you're broke and you're, con you're chronically having money problems, you don't need more money. You need to learn better financial habits. Mm. And the time to learn those habits is always now. So mm -hmm. for me, having that moral perspective gives me, in my mind, the obligation and like the comfort to challenge those behaviors and those habits. So I'll always push for the now. Yeah. That goes back to, I think, something you told me when we had our call a few weeks ago, where you told me that a lot of times the objections that we give ourselves throughout our life are always the objections you can predict are going to happen on a call. Or the exactly. objections that, that even me with my sales process, the objections I get from my clients Oh, you told me you kind of gave your, your evil yeah. laugh. Yeah. It was like, it's like, it's like such a signature laugh, man. But you, you gave that and you were like, that's the same objection that you're, we're going to have here. Cause a lot of times yeah. these blocks that you subconsciously have that you either see manifested in your life or that are patterns, you're just going to give them yeah. to the guy that's just trying to offer you something that's going to help you. Exactly. 100% because um, the objections that we get the most and that we can mm -hmm. over overcome in sales are usually because we empathize with that because mm -hmm. like that's what like we understand where they're coming from so we're like if, if somebody says if somebody tells you that yeah I need to think about it right mm -hmm. even though they've told you that this makes sense right now for the the salesperson or business owner that's like Oh, okay. I'll, I'll give you a couple of days. Now mm -hmm. that's a big red flag because it's like, mm -hmm. okay, you empathize with that because you may possibly do that. I do that too. I think about it. And it's like, that's what they're coming to you for to break. So it's mm -hmm. like, now we need to do a pattern interrupt and just challenge that. Like, okay, what do you like? You can't, this is just my mind. You can't, solve a issue with the same like way of thinking that caused it mm -hmm. right it just doesn't make sense because if if you're if if you always do things one way and that's bared one result that same doing things that way will not bear a different result you're going to need to do something different and usually for a lot of people that's like taking action and just committing to doing the thing. hundred percent. That's what that's. Yeah. Yeah. That's real, man. Um, I'm gonna let you go soon, but I have kind of two final questions for you that I think are just really important Yeah. for, for people who are business owners and stuff who are listening to this for them to understand. The first one is you doing sales and understanding and becoming a master at selling, you know, thousands of dollars of these high ticket and low ticket all around, all across the board, you know, coaching programs and packages and products. Has it at all changed your outlook on business and what's really, really important to make a business thrive and keep going? And not only sales, because I'm sure you, you would agree it's not just learning how to do sales only. Oh, but as no. you've talked to so many business owners, so you've become an expert at speaking to business owners like me and others, 
have you at all gotten any awareness about if more business owners did this, they'd get closer to where that that goal is they want to be for freedom for their wife, their family, their or their husband. You know, have have you gotten more insights in that as you've just oh, yeah. gotten to do sales? No, 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 most definitely. And like um uh to, to touch on that real quickly, I believe sales is like extremely important, but sales, it's um it's one piece. Like in 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 my head, this is how I see it like for business owners, like the business is holistic. So kind of like how here in the States, we have three branches of government. We have um, three branches of a business. We have the marketing department. That's one executive, that's one branch. Then we have the sales in the middle. That's one branch. And then we have fulfillment, like client success, delivery. That's another branch. And those three branches work in tandem. And certain business owners may choose to look like simply from speaking to these business owners, some business owners simply focus on one branch, but mm. then the other branches die, right? Because they're not flowing. But really, the it's it's like a big flywheel that basically comes back around, right? And mm. the business needs to be holistically healthy to really thrive. So the marketing, the marketing's only job is to create awareness and opportunity for the business. And they do that by uh, marketing a promise to like potential prospects, right? Mm -hmm. And via that promise that the marketing creates, now the people get passed on to the sales branch. And the sales branch, their only job is to exchange that promise that was made by marketing and basically converting that promise into revenue. Now, mm -hmm. those clients now that have been made that promise, the sales department needs to now pass that on to fulfillment and client success to make sure that we make good on that promise because those clients mm -hmm. gave us money, value, but they have a promise that needs to be delivered. That's why mm -hmm. it's called delivery. Mm -hmm. And delivery needs to be like succinct and airtight. And then once that promise is fulfilled on and delivered on, now what happens is we've created a, a, a client that should have gotten the great experience, which now becomes goodwill marketing and they tell mm -hmm. other people and that feeds back into the marketing. And then just mm -hmm. like this big loop, but it needs to be a holistic view where it just keeps feeding each other. And mm -hmm. if one part of that system, what part of that branch is not flowing, nothing flows. Mm -hmm. And like that speaking to different business owners on what their issues and perceived problems are, it's they're too into the weeds and then not like looking at it from a holistic point of view where what is this machine that I've built and what needs to happen so that it's humming along. And that's just mm -hmm. how I look like to look at it. No, business. amazing. 
Amazing. I mean, there also could be a problem with like the CEO of the company. It's the comparison oh, yeah. you made to the government, you know, in case the CEO is I'm, okay. I'm going to oh, stop. Yeah. We're not going to go political here. <laughs> but you said the three parts of the government. I was like, I mean, how do we? Okay. Yeah. No, that, that no, makes no, complete, yeah. complete sense, though. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Last thing I want to ask you, man. So so you you at sale are at sales sniper and you guys have this um this incredible mastermind this sort of this learning program that i'm part of this community you guys have created for people to really really learn sales the right way learn ethically but also learn to really push and to really get the right people to learn the right things from you and pay you for it and i'm a part of that and, and i'm starting to see some of the returns and calls that i have coming through so that's amazing um what's your you be working with sales sniper What's the mission that you guys have to offer people who are inside of your program? Why should people join this program? And I, by the way, think they, they should, of course, but from someone who's, who's in it, who understands it, who <laughs> yeah. teaches it, what's the big incentive, the reason why people need to learn sales from you guys the right way? Why is it so important that this is done the right way? And how, how have you guys brought that into what you teach and what you offer? Yeah, the great question for us, we wanted to, we want to, we want to change the perspective that um, sales has, where it does not have to be this icky, um, scary, like just um, like shunned upon space. We wanted to show people that it's fun, um, like it's 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 very very rewarding, it's fulfilling because you get to one make a very good living, but mm-hmm. also help people. Right. And we want it to be where the standard of sales and the standard of like salesmen and just the overall culture in general is so high that you it would be a no brainer not to come in here. Right. Because mm-hmm. right now the standard for a um, for a good um close rate and I don't even like saying close rate because our belief is that like you don't close a sale you Mm -hmm. you open a relationship right Mm -hmm. so it's like you're right now the standard is if you close 20 percent in the industry or 30 percent you're a rock star and for Mm -hmm. us we see it as that's that's terrible right like I I I yeah that's mm-hmm. you you you're, you're speaking to to let's say you speak to 10 people and you're only helping two out of three of them what about the other mm-hmm. seven what mm-hmm. if it got to like you're helping seven out of ten eight out of ten some people on the team are even doing nine out of ten helping mm-hmm. people and it's like the more people you help the more value you bring the more rewards you get so you're directly mm-hmm. tied to helping people people and through helping people you help yourself and like mm-hmm. for us it's like that's our mission making sure that the standard in sales is so high that you go somewhere else you won't even tolerate that anymore for yourself mm-hmm. you're like whoa mm-hmm. no like and that's that really that really fulfills us and that really that that really keeps us going 
Incredible, incredible. Man, I appreciate your time here, man, and sharing some knowledge with the beautiful people who are listening to this. Um, I think that you, again, you and, and your team have some amazing stuff you're offering for the business community and people who just want to be better at sales and, and maybe get a job in sales themselves. Um, where can, can people reach out to you specifically to find out more about how they can chat with you and they can get involved in the programs that you guys have and start learning? Where can people reach out to you? Oh, most definitely. Like, um, you could either reach out to me on Facebook. Um, I'm probably the only road, R-H-O-D-E, that you'll find on there, Road VL. Your, your last name. <laughs> what, what is, how, how do I say that? What is that? Uh, uh, Telemac. It, it, it tells, it, it throws everybody for a loop because they see the T-H. It's French. So uh, yeah. people okay. see it. They're like, Thola, 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 Telemac. Um, yeah, or you yeah. can just. Go on sales and, and sales and clients.com, email me mm-hmm. there. Um, yeah, just anybody that, that that wants to connect and chat, hey, yeah, definitely open to it. We'll put all your links in the description. Road, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much, my man. Uh, maybe we'll have a chat like this again. It's been good. I know oh, yeah. you're a bit limited on time, but I think we could go real deep on psychology and all that of sales. But I appreciate you, brother. No problem, brother. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.